Blog Talk Radio. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. You are listening to Blog Talk Radio, One Love Rising. I am your co-host, Heidi Little, and I am here with Bob Challenger. And Bob, how are you today? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Well, well, I am excited and turned on about our guest today. Thank you so much, Bob, for getting Jane Warren Campbell, who is the author of Conversations with a Tree. And I'm just going to fill in our listeners on a little bit about Jane. Early in her journey in the 1990s, Jane trained as a Reiki master, certified hypnotherapist, sound healer, and a variety of alternative therapies. She's been channeling the higher beings of light for over 20 years and was asked by the Council of Nine in 2012 to be their scribe, which led to her book, The Spiritual Seeker's Guide to Happiness. During this time, she has also found herself writing conversations with a tree after a surprising invitation from a stately hemlock tree to gather its wisdom to share with the world. Jane has appeared on the national television show The Dragon's Den and several radio shows. She has recorded two CDs and offers many free guided meditations on her YouTube channel. Jane is living her sole purpose, touching people around the globe with her work. Many are moved by the clarity of what she offers and the energy of love that comes through her. Jane Warren Campbell, welcome to One Love Rising. How are you today? Jane, are you here? Um, she's there because I I'm texting her. I've been texting her. She's she was waiting. Maybe Can her phone's see? on mute. Yeah. Um, I see you guys. I see you, and I see a number here. Let me try to click on and off again and see if that helps. I'll try again. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Oh, good. There yep. you are. Okay, we got you, Jane. Oh, hi, good. Jane. Perfect. Sorry, okay, hi. All right. <laughs> How are you, Jane? Did you hear my introduction? I'm doing... I introduced you. <laughs> yes, I did hear that. Thank okay, you so great. much. Oh, yeah, good, I'm good, delighted good. to be here great. with both of you. Oh, thank mm. you so much for joining us today. Sorry about a little bit of techie issues. Um, it must mean we're going to have a really wonderful interview. That's usually how it goes. I love that. We have, we have some little difficulties and challenges on the journey. Um, awesome, James. So tell me, I always ask the same question at the top of the show. What does oneness mean to you? Well, that's an interesting question. And I really like to talk about what I experience in my life because I I feel that we can hold things in our intellect and in our mind, but for me, it really settles in when I actually have experiences. And I know you like to to start your show that way, and I've been thinking about it, and I thought about an experience I had. I was in Toronto, and I'm very much a country girl, not a big city girl, and staying with people that I hardly knew who were generous and opened up their home to me. And Every day when I was there, it was in the summertime, I would go out for a walk just to um, experience the neighborhood I was in. And everybody had flowers and there was lots of trees. And I was quite surprised that it was such a beautiful part of the city. I wasn't really expecting that. And I was just in deep appreciation every day when I went for my walk. And twice I would be out and I would be in tears and I didn't know why and the second time that happened I just asked in my head what is going on 
And I heard the message that I was giving so much love and appreciation to the flowers and the trees that I was receiving that appreciation back. And that's what was moving me so deeply in my heart that I was moved to to tears. And to me, that really speaks of the oneness that we are all connected. We don't always realize it because it's not part of what we learn in our experience in this era that we're living in but that connection really is there with all life and so um it it means a lot to me when we can really feel that and experience it so to me it's knowing that we are in this symbiotic relationship with nature and everything that comes into our experience is really here for us it's like we are working in harmony together if we just have the eyes to see and if we're looking for the magic and we want to notice that in our lives. Thank you so much. What a lovely answer. Um, mm. I'm reminded of how, how I get that also, you know, when I see people actually loving each other, you know, hugging and, and, and mm-hmm. doing amazing things for one another, I always get very full and tearful also. And nice. and I and and that's the give back for putting it out there for the children and the families and the oneness, right? When I see that back, I get mm-hmm. that. I get that so much. That feels so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. answer. Um, and I Thank honor you. you and your connection with the flowers and the trees. Uh, to get that back. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, okay, great. So. Tell me about um, the scribe business that happened. I'm curious about this bit um, mm-hmm. of 2012. Who, the Council of Nine, for those of, of our friends who have no idea what that is, can you just give mm-hmm. us like a brief kind of framework of what we're talking about here? Well, there are a group of beings who had come to me and at the time I had a a dedicated meditation practice. So they came to me in meditation one day and just asked me if I would bring through information. And what they said is that we're at a time where we really need to be healing ourselves and returning to self-love because we are becoming more powerful creators and we create from our belief system. So if we're not fully loving ourselves, we're not going to create a life that's reflecting love back to us. So our hardship is because of the life experience we've had and the protection that we put up and the belief systems that come from that. And so they were wanting me to take information in this book that was really helping people come back to love. And then they were going to amp it up and take it even higher. And after I finished the book, I actually drifted into other things in my life. And so I didn't continue that other piece, but my awareness is that they're very high energy beings that that the writing of that book really was to get me used to their energy so that it could go to an even deeper level. Um, and I'm someone who some people like a lot of proof and they like a lot of background. I tend to go from my experience. So I know from the way I feel that the connection is loving and it's important for me when I'm channeling, connecting to know that I'm connecting with beings that are, you know, loving humanity and in support of the earth. And I feel that when I'm connected. So I don't ask a lot of questions, you know, who are you, where are you from, and and all of that. I I accept the messages and let the messages do the talking. Mm -hmm. So that was my experience with the... Mm -hmm. 
that was yeah, the experience yeah. with the Council of Nine. And so mm-hmm. what you wrote, what did you end up mm-hmm. writing? What did you end up writing, James? So the book from the Council of Nine is really, it's essays, so they're all just two or three pages long. It's a collection of these essays, and as you said, this started in the year 2012, and it was interesting because at one point, I think we all know that December 21st, 2012 was a pivotal day for us, and at one point I was thinking, hmm, I wonder how many messages I should have. And then I heard 100, so I thought, okay, that sounds like a good number. And then I thought, wouldn't it be interesting? I wonder if I wrote from this day every day, what date would be 100 messages? So the next morning I got up and I counted how many messages I had so far. And if I were to write one message a day every day after that, sure enough, 100 messages landed on December 21st, 2012. So I found that quite quite profound. Yeah. And the messages really are just about love, you know, just about coming back and being kind and generous to ourselves. And um, there's energy in the messages to help us to open up that heart space and return to love. Seems to be a theme with the work that comes through because it's the same with the trees. That's their overall message. That's amazing. Um, while you were speaking, there was a lot of breaking up happening, and <laughs> the points we got to hear were writing a message for 100 days and everything returning to self-love. <laughs> oh, okay. Out of, out of everything that you explained, we got that. And I think that that's the most important <laughs> part, I'm sure. Right. Um, Right. And uh, and what's up with the trees? How were the trees involved with this with this particular message? Well, were the trees involved with this particular message, or did they come no. later? How that came about, I, I I think it's significant that I was channeling every day and receiving messages from the Council of Nine because I feel that that opened up my being, and at the same time I had just moved to a, a community that I loved, a small town, and I found a little trail on this town that walks by a little brook and you're in the woods and then you come to a pond and there's a little bridge that crosses over where the the brook runs out of the pond and on the other side of the bridge is this tall hemlock tree and I would walk the trail every day and I would sit at the base of this tree sometimes and one day while I was sitting at the base of this tree I just knew that this tree was inviting me into conversation, asking me to be a scribe, to share its wisdom with the world. It came as a complete surprise. And as I said, I feel that because I was channeling every day and had that practice, I was able to receive this message from the tree. And I was so moved that I went and bought a special journal to put the information in and started visiting this tree almost every day. And it grew and developed into a beautiful, what I would call friendship. You know, this tree guided me. It was a really transitional time in my life. And the trees supported me in so many ways of moving into that transition and um, moving through it with grace. That's so, a beautiful thing. Um, I heard mm-hmm. the tree that that lives inside of my house. I have a house that has a tree. The house is built mm-hmm. around a tree, 
And nice. <laughs> the tree said, he's speaking the truth. <laughs> I said, oh, oh good. nice. <laughs> <It's> lovely. <laughs> um, yes, when we open to uh, source energy in all of its forms, we get to hear beautiful things that we can share with others. Mm. I totally understand. Mm. That's how I run my mm-hmm. meditations when I run them for for people um, in public. Is I just open up to source and let what needs to come through come through for the meditation of that moment. So I no. totally get that, and and I back you up on that. And that's mm. beautiful. Um, okay, mm-hmm. and so this book is available where can people buy this book? Can they people can buy it on library? Where's it at? Well. Mm-hmm. So the book was birthed, this is the revised edition. So when I first, I collected the messages throughout 2012. And in 2013, I put them together in a book. And so first released Conversations with a Tree. And it was basically just a collection of the messages. There wasn't any me in the story whatsoever. And that was significant of who I was then. And so in 2016, I had the thought that I would put me in the story and write the revised edition of Conversations with a Tree. And so I spent a couple of years doing that. And so the revised edition was just birthed on February the 18th. So right now the book is available at Amazon.com or also at my website, conversationswithatree.com, either place. And you can learn more about the book at conversationswithatree.com and read a few excerpts from the trees. So at this point, it's available in those two places. It will be available at amazon.ca within a few business days as well. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah. great, great. Um, mm. Can you, do you have, I'm sure you do, is there any way you would share one of the messages with us? Sure, I would love to share one of the messages. Um, right. Take let's a see, I have. One in a hundred, I suppose. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> so this one is from, I actually ended up. What, do, you, do you have this one for 77, Jane? For some reason, I want to hear that one. Have you got number 77? Do you have a number? Let me look yeah. at, I'm going to look at page 77 in, in the first book and see if um, there's a message there. Okay, well, there's one on page 78. So this on page 78 is a message from a tree called George. So the first tree I connected with called herself Henrietta. And she named herself after a woman who used to sit at her base and lament lots loves a hundred years ago, she said. And then one day I was on another trail and another tree really reached out to me. And this one is Georges en Francais. And I was talking to him one day. So I said, it's a new year and humanity is changing. Would you like to speak of these changes to humanity and all life upon this planet? So here is what Georges had to say. Well, it's going back to 2012. Very well. I can speak of what is envisioned for the earth and humanity in these times. We see it as a shift where mankind is making its way into the new energies that are unfolding on the planet at this time. You have passed through the procession of the equinoxes, and this is a grand marker in the evolution of the earth and all planetary systems when they pass through the center of their galaxy. Everything shifts with the passing of this event. The changes come slowly, but come they do. 
There have been times in the history of the earth when the change came swiftly with the onset of an ice age of such dramatic climate change that all life was lost. As you well know, this was not to be the case for this passing of the cycle. This in itself is delightful. It is a new way to allow life to remain while the earth goes through this portal, you could say. It is very exciting for all life to have this experience. What this means to mankind is that being on the new resonance of the earth, things must and will change. Because you have moved into a higher level of resonance on the earth, things must change. When you passed through the December 21st portal of 2012, you started this journey out of darkness and into a new way of being that is more connected to the divine. So as you move into these energies more fully, year after year, then you will find that everything is changing. This will include your monetary systems, your communities, and your political leaders. Everything will change because what was no longer resonates with the new level of being. It is like a child growing out of its clothes every year. You know that they are changing as they grow, and so you do not begrudge having to buy new clothes for your child. It is the same for humanity and its way of being on the earth at this time. You are growing and learning how to be in these new times. As you do so, you will be growing out of many of the outmoded models of existence that have been anchoring you into darkness. Now is the time to walk out of that. For humanity, it means the need to be flexible and accept the changes that you see all around you. It must happen. Resisting it will only make it more difficult. The more people can flow with what is, the easier their lives will be. We, the trees, would highly recommend walking among us to make this transition easier. For you see, we do not resist what is. We know what is unfolding on the earth and we accept all that is. Because of this, we remain in the constant state of love. And so being with us will allow you to feel that love. You will feel the harmony of non-resistance that is the trees. You will feel the stillness. By being in nature, you will allow yourself to walk in this harmony as well. You will come to appreciate us more than you have in the past. You will look at us differently, for you will see the qualities of yourselves there. You will see our branches reaching into the heavens and see that you also desire to be connected to the all that is. You will see our leaves flourishing and growing as spring moves into summer. And you will see that you too feel more celebratory as summer approaches. You will see our branches reaching out to touch one another and you will appreciate those around you. By being among us, you will find your own self. It is the stillness of being in nature that will bring you back to your own center. Life is challenging for some and purely joyful for others. It is what the personality looks for that will make this difference. Do not believe in luck. It is a false idea of destiny. It is your beliefs and expectations that create your life. Look to those who appear lucky and study how they live their lives. There is much to learn from them. And so that was uh, a message from George. That's awesome. That is awesome. 
<laughs> yes, isn't it? Totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good choice, Heidi. Oh, yeah, no, that was that was the guidance system, that beautiful inner guidance system that we have mm-hmm. that tells us exactly mm-hmm. what we need to do to move forward and love right. and flourish. That is incredible. Um, mm. Yes, the trees. We love the trees so much. And, um, yeah, you know, they, you know they, they give that love whether we're looking for it or not. When we're with them, it's there. You know, we don't have to try to connect to the tree. We just have to be among them, and, and we receive that. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing. My favorite place is in the forest. I lived in the mountains mm. of New York in 9 million acres of trees, of protected trees. And um, mm. and I, I miss them. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's, it's so you like have one in your house. To be, I do. I do. It's, you know, like the forest has this optimum uh, presentation of unconditional love and cooperation. You know, they stand mm-hmm. together and and they are one. And right. um, humanity can absolutely uh, take some notes from how the forest mm-hmm. runs itself. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> from, how, from how it all holds itself together, right, without our interference, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So that's such a beautiful thing. Um, uh, tell me um, what you think about the lungs of the planet. You know, one of the lungs is the rainforest, and the mm-hmm. other the other side of the lungs is the coral. And coral, I think, is mm. like an underwater forest myself, a little more advanced even with all their different microorganisms. and Well, a different way of being, let's put it that way. They're mm-hmm. little tiny beings living in there. But with the forest, with the rainforest, you know, mm-hmm. have, you, um, have you thought much about that? And, and I'm curious what you think about, about that. Mm-hmm. About it being the lungs of the planet? Well, and just about it importance I suppose and it's mm-hmm. it, um, you know what it's doing there you know why right. why why the lungs of the planet are a huge beautiful forest that contains everything and then another forest that lives under the water you know what's, mm-hmm. what do you think I just want to know your thoughts on, on, on the rainforest I suppose being a lung being a lung for the planet right well you know it's so easy to judge what's happening and and the rainforest being cut down and all of that and of course you know we don't want that to happen and these ancient forests cannot be replaced the the soil conditions will never be the same that created these forests whether it's the rainforest or whether it's the boreal forest in north america you know with these or the sequoia in california like these trees cannot be replaced but it's interesting in my experience the trees don't judge this it's really us seeing who we are and so when we are distraught and disconnected with ourselves and disconnected with each other then we're disconnected with nature and we'll pillage through and cut trees down and you know, plant um, one crop in its place that is such an unnatural system. But I feel like 
the way for us to restore this is to really, as the trees say in so many of the messages that, that you're about, Heidi and Bob, is to come back to love. The more we start loving ourselves, the more we're going to care about these forests and care about the land and realize that we're all connected and realize that what we see in nature is a reflection of who we are as humanity, as a whole being. And so as individuals, we can start to create, I I call this book a gentle movement, that my hope is that it's going to bring more awareness of the importance of not only loving ourselves, but then extending that love out into nature and to other people. And so, of course, all these ecosystems are vitally important to the earth. And I feel like every forest is important in its own way. And, um, it takes more than the lungs, you know, it takes the heart and every piece to make a whole complete functioning system that is healthy. So I feel like whatever it is we're looking at is to just understand that by loving ourselves, we are restoring everything upon this earth. And we've been taught that um, to love ourselves is selfish, you know, it's been trained out of us to do that. But when I was connecting with the Council of Nine, they actually said we should take the word selfish out of our dictionary and replace it with self-full. Because it's only when we are filled up ourselves that we are truly giving from a generous heart. If we're trying to give from a heart that's empty, we're not really giving, you know, we're seeking something outside of ourselves instead of giving that we have so much that it's flowing out of us so that would be my answer to (laughs) to that thought I really Mm. feel like your messages um, would be a great uh, high school curriculum Mm. or elementary school Mm. upper middle school curriculum you know just for a teacher to supplement and incorporate so if you're interested um, we are, are launching now our curriculum mm-hmm. section for International Children's Month. And Yay. we can offer that section, if you like, if you wanted to, you know, extend um, that part of your work into an educational market. Um, I have we can put that, that up there. I would love that, that, Heidi, because I've actually great. thought of, well, doing earth walks for one thing to take people into nature to help them see this, but kids are so there anyway. That would be a, a huge honor to be able to offer that. Thank you. Yeah, I think that that's a perfect opportunity there because I know from the kiddos that I was working with over the last few weeks, they were gaining so much insight just from hearing, um, you know, a message every class. Right, and they only right. take about you know what are they are they about seven to fifteen minutes in length each one or yes. some of them vary. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They that's vary, perfect. but that's that, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Great. Right. Yeah, it's Spirit, like I feel like they done. give permission. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they um, give people permission to say, oh, I have that connection with the trees, too, and I've been afraid to tell anyone, or even for children, well, you know? Sure. It's like, I mean, how many times do we hear, you know, tree hug and hippie and make it some kind of derogatory right. thing um, mm-hmm. when really it's our birthright to be connected to the trees. Right. It's our birthright mm-hmm. to care about what happens to the planet. It's our, our birthright to... To, um, to feel and be responsible for the blessing yeah. of this planet. It's our birthright Absolutely. to be responsible for that. 
And I think that we could do away with judgment, period, if people Mm -hmm. just claimed their responsibility. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like they wouldn't be looking for who to blame if they were taking feeling like they were taking responsibility themselves. So anyway, right. that's my soapbox mention for right now. <laughs> and the new I message I got last sense. week. <laughs> so, okay. So we've been listening to Jane Warren Campbell, the author of Conversations with a Tree. And internationalchildrensmonth.com is going to host her book, um, in support of elementary and high school education partner curriculum. And you can visit Jane Warren Campbell um, on her website. Right, Jane? Yes, conversationswithatree.com. Conversationswithatree.com. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Jane, for this beautiful and inspiring interview. We love you. We thank you. And we respect you. Yay. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm so oh. deeply honored to be here and to be with both of you that have this beautiful passion for the earth. I, I feel your brotherhood and sisterhood and deeply honored to be here. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for bringing a voice to to what needs to be heard. And uh, blessings, mm-hmm. so many blessings to you and the release of your new book. You have been listening to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Heidi Little One, here with Bob Challenger. Bob, thank you for bringing Jane Warren Campbell on again and for always being a presence of divine masculine balance. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yay. All right. Yes. Yeah. It was a fantastic interview, Jay. That was awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Bob. Thanks. It's the truth. All right. Mm. We love you. We thank you. We respect you. And here we grow. Everyone, thank you so much for your time and your energy and what you bring to the planet. Jane, blessings. We'll be talking to you real soon. Bob, thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Here we grow. Okay. Here we grow. Yay. Okay.